Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 75 of Is This Real Life? My guest today is so fantastic. This is one of my most favorite episodes I've recorded. I have Elisa Rosen, who is a reality TV producer and just general TV producer and is going to give us her thoughts on all things Bravo and Housewives. We don't go into the Real Housewives of Atlanta, so I'm going to give my own thoughts at the end of the episode. Also, some of you may have noticed I have been trying to get into Instagram. I've always been more of a Twitter person, but my handle at ITRL underscore podcast is more active. I'm trying to post more Housewives and Bravo news and have even put a few memes out there. So please follow. Also, rate and subscribe if you enjoy the podcast. I really always appreciate hearing from you, so um, feel free to send me a DM and let me know what you think. Now, without further ado, one of my most favorite guests ever, Aliza Rosen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 75. I am here with Aliza Rosen, who is a TV producer, but also hosts her own podcast, Reality of Reality. Hi, Aliza. Hi. Thanks for having me, Mandy. Thank you so much for being on. Wanted to kind of jump right into it because I think you have such a unique background. I always say I live in this sort of boring, well, not boring right now, but (laughs) crazy DC world. (laughs) And um, I don't meet a lot of people that work in TV or in news, um, at least on the production side, and would love to hear kind of how you got started. I think you were a news producer and what you do now. Yeah, you're right. I was a news producer many moons ago. I'm very old. Um, And there was, you know, back when I started in 1993, there really wasn't, you know, what we now call reality TV or unscripted TV. Um, And I was always, you know, interested in journalism. I was the editor of the school paper, blah, blah, blah. But I always liked the TV medium, always loved television. So I did start in broadcast news. I was at small markets and then made my way to New York. And then kind of transitioned over to News Magazine, which is just like, you know, the kind of 60 minutes format. 
And then from there, I, I had an amazing opportunity to go to VH1 back in late 90s to start, you know, in the news and docs unit. So it was kind of like I took all of my news training, and but I got to interview Sting and Santana and Jennifer Lopez and oh my REM. It was so much fun. And they're and, all still like out there making yeah. music today. Yeah, totally. It was the it was the heyday. That was probably still my favorite job on earth. And I was single and living in New York and traveling everywhere and, you know, going to Europe on the weekends just to come back to work, you know, like it was the good old days when I, you know, that wouldn't flatten me out for, that would flatten me out for a month now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, then I made my way over to the network side with VH1 and Oxygen, MTV and um, went to Philadelphia to do a pilot for Banyan Productions at the time was Trading Spaces at the first iteration. I know we've had a reboot since, um, and I was with them. Uh, it was supposed to be a six-week pilot for a dating show. It ended up being 13 years of my life in Philadelphia. I ended up running development for a production company down there and um, for eight years, actually, and built it up from the wow. ground floor. Um, and, you know, all in unscripted with a lot starting in documentary and then kind of transitioning to what we now call reality. Um, and then I moved to L.A. just four years ago this, uh, this month. So, oh, nice. So you yeah. are, are you an East Coast girl? I am. I'm from New York. Nice. Oh, I mean, I'm a Midwest girl, but I've adopted oh. the East Coast as my home. Yeah. I don't miss the weather, but I do miss the people. I love the East Coast for the people and the culture. But this is where it's at if you want to be warm. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in reality TV, LA yeah. Is, yeah. is really the mecca it is. It is. And I wanted to really kick up my career. I figured I had like a good 10 years left. And I said, you know, it's now or never. And I had stepkids. So kind of we were never in the position to move. And when my youngest stepkid uh, graduated high school, I said, it's my time. Let's go. And my daughter was young enough. And so we did the move. Nice. I believe you mentioned this and correct me if I'm wrong, that when you were uh, starting out you in New York, you worked at Fox News briefly and Andy, made Mandy, out are with we Rick Leventhal. <laughs> are we going there? Oh, my God. This is going to be my claim to fame to. now. It is really funny. It's I think, did so I funny. mention it with Aaron Martin this week? I think I did. I, yeah, yeah, I definitely. I'm not know saying you said I'm it. proud of it. Listen, it I'm more, I'm more proud of kissing Rick than I am working at Fox News. I will say that. <laughs> well, when <laughs> but Fox that first started, low, it, it was that different. Far. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Rick Leventhal, Kelly's fiance. I have one <laughs> weird makeout claim to fame that is like such a DC thing. But there is a reporter who was body slammed by a representative from Montana, and it became yeah. national news. I made out with him. Oh my god! I got a deep dive on that when we're off the podcast. That's hilarious. Ben Jacobs. <laughs> I remember that story. I remember that story. I looked up from the news and I was watching. I was like, "Oh, I definitely went out with him at least once or twice." That's hilarious. Yeah. That's a small town too, DC. I DC lived there. DC is a, it, it is a small town if you're sort of in the political space. So oh, yeah, wanted to. I can publicly embarrass myself as well if I'm yeah, going to bring you. up Rick Leventhal, <laughs> and he is he's a, a little bit cuter than the reporter. <laughs> Much more uh, terrifying if you follow him on Kelly on social media. That is a hot mess. I so wanted to bring this up. So Vicky <laughs> gave an interview this week where she said that she thought Kelly was being irresponsible for getting engaged to Rick Leventhal because he doesn't know her daughter. I saw that. She is like she will literally pull it out. Like if there is something shitty to say, she will find it. You know what? That is a good way to describe her. That's a but great way. I don't way. think that Kelly, like my take, listen, I, 
they never like when she punched back, she didn't say that's not true. So I feel like that's Kelly. She's living in La La Land. They've been off to like Europe together and she goes to New York and Jolie's kind of hanging back, you know, keeping every keeping keeping the peace down the the fort. Yeah, exactly. As Jolie does, because Jolie is the adult in the relationship. I know someone Um, said she's basically a licensed social worker at this point. Oh, (laughs) it's so true. God, I love that little girl. But let's face it. Like Rick is not leaving Fox News. He's not relocating to L.A. Kelly's not relocating to New York. So it's probably going to be fine. They'll keep it like it is. He'll I'm sure he'll see Jolie a few times. But like, I don't know that there are relationships like this, you know, and by the way. I, I hate to not root for, for them because God bless them both. But, I mean, this is not going to last. Are we all kidding ourselves? Right. I mean, things that start real hot can fizzle out yeah. real quickly. Well, as Aaron Martin brilliantly said, it's going to end up like the Bre- Betty Broderick story, which I thought was hilarious because oh it is going to get dark. It's going to get messy. <laughs> I don't want it to get I, – I want good things for Kelly. I really I do. I do, too. I love my Kelly. Are you kidding? I appreciate but she, her She's on not a normal person. No. So. <laughs> um, but I thought it was pretty uh, bold of Vicky to make that kind of claim, given the fact that when she was dating Brooks, Brianna felt that Brooks made a physical threat against her and told her mom, please stop seeing this guy. And her mom chose Brooks over her. So for her to talk about, and yes, Brianna was an adult daughter at that point, but you so still what? chose a boyfriend over your daughter. It's disgusting. You're a hundred. Thank you for reminding us all of yeah. that because that is unforgivable. Vicky is a toxic, a toxic narcissist and an asshole. So you're absolutely right. And thank you. I feel I, like you should tweet back at her. So. <laughs> I just have trouble in general with both Vicky and Tamara for how they've treated their daughters. Um, more so Tamara, obviously, but Vicky, her daughter ran away from her and is uh, raising her family away from Vicky for a reason. So, you know. I agree, but I do have to say footnote there that Brianna's husband terrifies me. Yeah, he's scary, <laughs> but I mean, look who she was raised around. Right. It can't like- be much worse. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Speaking of other news in the OC, Heather Dubrow this week apparently fired her assistant and podcast host Natalie while she was out on maternity leave. Side note, it is not illegal to fire someone if they're on a 1099 contract when they're a contractor with you. Um, but it is shitty. <laughs> <laughs> right. It may not be illegal, but it's shitty. And then, you know, that's Heather Dubrow. Are we surprised at all? She's another narcissist. And God forbid she her assistant should leave her to have a baby. How dare she? And she probably offered her some like shit job, like, you know, assisting the chef. With, yes. You know, and she's like, you can fuck off, honey. Exactly. Oh, can I curse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is a. <laughs> but Cursing. what is so shocking to me is like, I mean, did Heather think we wouldn't find out what happened? She thinks that she can just act however she wants and it won't get out. But I had a podcast guest uh, maybe a month or so ago who met Andy Cohen at uh, Gay Pride in Tel Aviv when Andy was the Pride ambassador. And because, you know, this guy and Andy like didn't really know each other and Andy, whatever, he just ended up telling him all this crap. And they talked about the Jews on the shows, uh, the housewives that embarrass them and they don't think represent Jews really well. And one of them was Heather DeBrow. <laughs> was the other one, was the other one Siggy Flicker? Yes. 
she was the worst, the worst. Yes. But no, that's funny. I love that. I, by the way, I've been to gay pride, uh, the gay pride parade in Tel Aviv. It was you awesome. have? It seems yeah. incredible. It's so it big. Yeah, it was it was something. It was really hot too. It's in the summer. <laughs> it's so funny. He said that the other ambassador was Neil Patrick Harris, and everyone knew Neil Patrick. Who's not Harris. Jewish though? Is he Jewish? Um. No, I think they just wanted oh, okay. pride ambassadors. Yeah, like uh, they just wanted pride ambassadors. And then Andy Got Cohen it. was there, but no one knew the shows because they're not popular in Israel. And so it was like this one guy was like, I watch all those shows. <laughs> and so he, That's hilarious. He like beeline for Andy and Andy gave him all this tea. He also apparently she mentioned that he mentioned that Vicky wasn't the, the smartest which, oh, that's shocking. <laughs> yeah, we all know. I mean, he basically said on Watch What Happens Live with Teresa this week that she wasn't very quick to her yeah. face. <laughs> and she had no idea what was happening. <laughs> oh, God. Um, she is really stupid. Oh, my God. Sorry, Teresa. But uh, anyway. Um, then there's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So they're in Rome right now as we speak. And apparently oh. Denise is fighting with member- yes. some members of the cast. Yes. I so saw that. that. Who knows what's true, but I really hope, I never thought I would say this, that Brandy is on the trip. I don't think she's on the trip. Do you? She mentioned something about being in Europe, but I can't wow. tell if she's, she's that would be so, epic. but she's so good at social media that she can like try and get like She's people. messing with us. Yeah. Like you think she, yeah I think okay. she is like a step ahead. And when it comes to social media. Totally. She it, no Brandy, don't mess with but Brandy's the opposite. She's very smart. She is, and she's very good friends with Kelly. I think the two of them, despite (laughs) not always sounding smart, are actually quite quick. Yes, agree. Um, And then wanted to get your thoughts on uh, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake. I know it's old news by now, but I did. I know you're into, like, you started sort of in local news markets. Well, (laughs) there is, (laughs) I love this. I can't believe I looked this up. A uh, local reporter slash, like, commentator in the Salt Lake Tribune named Scott D. Pierce. And he wrote an article about how upset he was about the new (laughs) franchise. And he says, some may say we've arrived. Sure, we've arrived in TV hell. And he also said, the, other than nuclear waste, it's difficult to imagine anything more toxic hitting Salt Lake City. Oh, that's a good line. I yeah. love it. And then when people were asking why he was so upset, it came out that because of his job, he's tasked with watching the show. <laughs> that is so funny. I mean, here's how I feel. I was very surprised. Did not see that one coming. I always thought it was going to be Chicago or even Philly. That was the rumor for a while. Um, so if Salt Lake, you know, hit me from the side, I was really surprised. And I will say Bravo is so, so stringent and serious about casting. I mean, they do it sometimes for years for a new franchise. So they don't mess around. Like they must have some good stuff. And this must be, you know, just to get to a series is so hard and finding that right cast and finding the ingredients. So I'm, I'm having some faith that it could be good, like in a weird sister wives, you know, kind of vanilla red state way, uh, which is why I'm sure they did it in the first place because they wanted to capture that kind of non-coastal audience. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see it. Do you think it's going to replace Dallas? 
a hundred percent is going to replace Dallas. Dallas oh is on a death God. march. I'm so I, sad. Well, I was, but this season, I mean, last, this week was good. It brought it back. Cause the last two weeks before that I was hanging on by a thread. I, I almost abandoned it and I stayed with it for Thailand and I'm glad I did cause it's back on track, but I agree overall, it's been one of my favorites, but I don't think this season it has the right it's just not it's just not good. Carrie, the new girl woman is not good. It's Leanne's jumped the shark. It's just weak. I just I, I just feel like a lot would need to happen to get it back on track. And even when it was great, the ratings were bad. For whatever reason, Dallas yeah. has not caught on in a big way. So they can't afford to keep that on. So yes, to answer your question, I absolutely you think really it's think reduce. okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that really upsets me because I feel like other franchises have had very weak years. And yeah, like New York has two bad ones. You know, and Jersey had Jersey oh, my really God. long periods that were bad and the OC had, but I guess the ratings yeah. always kind yeah. of held it together probably. Well, a little inside scoop. I've said this before. Um, New York was hanging on by a thread before they brought Bethany back. She was the Hail Mary to see if the franchise could bounce back. And of course it did in a big way. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Those Heather Aviva seasons, the ratings went way down. I actually started watching New York when Bethany came back. What? Did you yeah. go back? I hope you went I, back. I went back and watched the first three seasons. Okay. Um, I think I need to start season four. So I had never seen Scary Island, and I had to go oh, back and do that. My. And that was crazy. It actually wasn't – I mean, it was enjoyable, but it made me very scared for Kelly Bensimon's <laughs> mental health. To the point where I was like, do they have some sort of obligation to get her psychiatric care? I feel like I've heard from somebody that they did. Like they did intervene after scary. Yeah. Did you hear that? Did I hear that somewhere? I, that I they... mean, I'm, it looked bad. And right. when she left in the middle of the night, it made me wonder if producers had something to do with that. that. I feel like I've heard that somewhere. That that was that they actually had to intervene because they were scared. It just was, she was very unhinged and was not processing, <laughs> like, you know, basic. I'll start gummy bears. Like, she was not processing what was happening in her environment. She was in a different environment in her head. And that was really scary to watch. Um, and, and Scary Island. And I, I bet, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't get that, why it was called <laughs> that until, yeah, until I saw. So that was really crazy. And then finally, the last piece of news I have is about Real Houses of Potomac, which is a personal favorite of mine because it is filmed in my backyard. Oh, right. I've heard that. So All About the Tea, which has gotten a lot of things wrong, but did right. get ever, the scoop on Jim Edmonds. So I'm not going to write them off <laughs> the tabloid. <laughs> right. Um, they're right, right, saying right. that well Monique Samuels wants to quit and that she skipped the cast trip to Portugal after fighting with Candace. Now, she went online today and said that there's pieces of truth to a lot of the stories, but none of them have the whole thing. So uh, that it's not true that she is quitting. I just feel like anybody could call reality tier anywhere else and say shit. Like now that, right. you know, not that I've personally really been the victim of this stuff, but I see it happen more and more where people close to me are and it's complete bullshit that I, cause I used to believe, I mean, I ha I'm embarrassed to admit, but like I basically used to believe everything that I heard just because I was like, why would people just say shit? Like if it's not, there's smoke, there's fire, you know? 
But more and more, I just feel like anyone can tell anyone anything. And if it seems halfway plausible, they'll print it. If it's a, it's not the New York Times, it's reality right. TV. Exactly. So I, you know, I, I, I'm more skeptical now than I've ever been of those kinds of publications, shall we say. Oh, interesting. That's but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not coming down either way. I'm just saying like, I, I just don't think it's a heavy, you know, fact checking department at these, right. these <laughs> right. Totally. And, and the only facts that we know are in the, um, assault charges that were filed by both Monique and Candace against one another, where they were at a winery, they were being filmed. Candace apparently threw a drink, including the glass, in Monique's face. I believe Monique got bloody. Um, She responded by grabbing Candace by the hair and slamming her face into the table. This is so awful. Like This kind of stuff upsets me because it just takes it too far. Like, I like darkness. I'm the first to admit it. I love a good, you know, I didn't mind Lisa Rinna throwing the wine glass. Like, I'll be there for that stuff. But when it gets really, like, where you're dealing with assault, like, sorry, this is just not good. No, it really worries me. And I don't view Monique as someone who's going to usually cross the line. Like, we remember where she had the scene with the umbrella where she was going to choke Robin with the umbrella. But she definitely stopped short of actually choking her. (laughs) Thank God. I feel like this was sort of a guttural, visceral reaction to being attacked. Not that yeah, it's an it excuse. Sounds like it. <laughs> I I don't have that reaction. If someone were to hit me, I honestly don't believe I would hit back because I don't think I would process what happened quickly enough. But Monique is someone that I think would, and so it's it's Two messy. Runs, don't make it right. It's very messy. Very it's messy. very messy. Well, shall we get into some of the shows this week? Let's do it. Did you see the OC? I've seen it all. Mention it all. Mention it all. Oh my gosh! So. OC has been on. I've been really liking OC. I know that's not necessarily a popular opinion, but I've enjoyed this season more than the last three seasons combined. That's for (laughs) sure. Um, So it all kind of goes back to the week before where uh, Shannon and Tamara had this really creepy lunch where Shannon was really being kind of yelled at by Tamara. And it, it, it almost it was like as if they weren't really friends. It, it was such a weird whatever. Yeah, because Tamara's horrible and she's an asshole. And she, yeah, and Shannon she's... is always someone who seems to find herself with very toxic people that manipulate <laughs> she her. Does. She, she does. does. Her husband and was she toxic. Was like she was sick too. You know, remember she said I had the flu, and like people never, like remember when Erica Jane had a migraine at the reunion? Like having like someone that. I don't know, speaking for myself, when I have a migraine or I need to show up and I have the flu, like I am operating at like 20%. Yeah. You know, so like I really felt for Shannon because Tamara was just being horrible. And Shannon was like barely even, She couldn't you know, get words in. She probably yeah, couldn't she, formulate them. <laughs> she the she flu. probably couldn't even see straight, you know, and I just, I really felt for her there because I felt like, wow, Tamara is just, everyone's expendable. She doesn't give a, she has no soul. I just, I really hate her. I, I, I didn't I always, too. I have grown to hate her. I didn't always. Same. I've the last since it was ever since her daughter published that public letter. Agree. I, I was like, oh, this yeah. woman is garbage and she is will sell her soul and her children's souls just to be on television. And 
for me that that's just a line too far. So Tamara was actually weirdly enough defending Kelly and saying, you know, people were saying such bad things about her, such as kind of saying, you know, that she threw her mom down the stairs and someone, probably someone like you or me was around watching (laughs) videotaped it and it went out, um, on social media and it made it seem as if Tamara was saying Kelly threw her mom down the stairs, which is not what she was saying. And luckily she corrected us by saying that she just dropped her outside the door. Right. <laughs> the whole thing made no sense. What do you mean? You just like picked Kelly her up and crazy. put her outside I think she the door? Did. She, she is small. <laughs> I think she just, her she mom. drop kicked, she drop kicked her. Let's get it straight. Okay. She did oh not my God. Down. Well, the fact that her mom is saying that it didn't really happen, uh, makes me believe it didn't happen. But, you know, the people can believe a lot about Kelly because of her right. extreme unfortunately, temper. Unfortunately, that does sound plausible. And, and so, like nobody thought it wasn't implausible. Kelly, and usually I can't stand when she does this, but it is amusing. She just goes ballistic. She sees red. She refuses to listen to what anyone tells her. And she tweets out, and this is while filming is happening, that tagging Jim Bellino, who uh, Alexis Bellino's right. ex-husband, who's in the process of suing Tamara and Shannon for talking crap about him and his business on a podcast. So that was hilarious to me. Listen, she knows how to get people going. You know, that's her she specialty. Knows. And she has no filters and no reflex. Like she's it's like Tourette's like whatever she's feeling in that moment. There's no wait button. She just does it. And she can like see to your soul what would really hurt you. Yeah. You yeah, know? It's insane to me. I mean, that's why she's a good housewife. I'm sorry, everybody. She's but great. she's a great housewife. She may not be a great person, but she's a great housewife. And what was so interesting to me is and and this is a question for you as someone who like produces TV. When Emily went to lunch with Tamara and Vicky, that's not something she would do normally. She is not friends with Tamara or Vicky. So right. how did that happen? Uh, production said they you need to go to lunch with you have to? Well, yeah. I mean, it's all – I think everything is suggested. You know, yeah. like it would be good if you talk to them about X, so why don't you arrange a lunch with them? Like that kind of thing. I don't – I've never done a housewife show, so I don't know the extent to which, you know, production is always choosing the location. You know, like I think it's a little bit of both, but – I do think that more and more as the years of progressed production is arranging all that. Because again, you have to find a place that will allow shooting. You have to find a time of day where you can navigate around people and it's not going to be too loud. You know, there's a lot or where service can get, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to get in the way of their normal, like making money. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um, But yeah, you're right. I mean, Emily, I don't think is friends with anyone anymore. Maybe Gina or Gina, are they friends now? Like, where are they? I just checked this morning. <laughs> we need a Gina and Emily. Like, I root for that. I'm I root not for that kidding. Um, because That's awesome. Gina on Instagram, I'm like kind of new into Instagram. I never checked it before, uh, but now I'm trying yeah. to like get into it because it's supposed to be kinder than Twitter, uh, which right. is where <laughs> I spend most of my time. And so apparently, so Gina has this new boyfriend. He's got three kids. She's got three kids. They're all together right now in the same house. And they put all the kids to bed and then showed themselves in face masks. So, and then Emily commented on it, on the post. And then someone's wait, like. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. Did you just say that Gina and Matt are together in the picture? No, a guy. Okay. A, okay. A oh, her boyfriend. boyfriend. Not okay. Matt just got at scared. all. Got 
Yeah, no, a new guy, and he has three kids from a previous marriage. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, and they're. I'm literally going on Insta as you say this because I need to find that picture. Okay, go ahead. So I'm just and tell me if I'm describing it correctly. So it was like we just got all the kids into bed, ages, and then they list like eight, seven, six, three, three, whatever. There's six kids under nine, and then it shows them in face masks asleep on the bed. Mm-hmm. And Emily and Emily said hot hot and then someone responded oh my god is that Matt which then why would there be six kids <laughs> right like yeah, am I an idiot yeah, like come on right. you know that seems so crazy no there would be three kids because it would be just their kids so she's like no and then has like a hand over the face emoji that's hilarious. But did you look down one picture? This is amazing. Her hair looks great. And she said, thank you for my hair transformation addicted to hair salon. I promise to never repeat the hair faux pas of season 14. I'm oh, so... you heard it here first, folks. She went back to her original <laughs> hair color. <laughs> thank God. By the way, 100% on the hair. Thank God. The outfit is heinous. She has the world's worst style. Yeah. Get this woman a stylist. I don't understand. She what won't is, listen. What even is her style? I, I don't, I don't even get, get what it. her style is. I thought it was better on the first season. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. This season has been... Oh, she looks cute at BravoCon. She's kind of like rocking the leather. I'm there for that. But like that dress and that picture is the most heinous dress I've ever seen in my life. Oh, she looks so much better now. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to see these pictures. Yeah. So it sounds like she met this guy and they really fell in love. And he apparently doesn't know much about housewives, according to I did a little digging. Like he didn't know who she was. (laughs) And yeah, right. But, you know, and then he had three kids. And so. Apparently, it's going well enough that they are mixing the families. Holy shit. That's a recipe for disaster, but okay. Well, who knows? I mean, if they got all the kids to bed and, you know, it wasn't that late. (laughs) And put on face masks because that wasn't done at all for the cameras. I was like, hey, you know, if you can get them all to bed and under the same roof, that's impressive. Yeah, right. You know, I, I just feel like she was with Matt when she was too young to know better. And didn't know how to get out of it and just stayed with it. And I bet he was abusive long before everything came out. Oh, 100%. And when she always acted like everything was fine and it wasn't fine. And, you know, she didn't want to be known as someone who was in an abusive relationship. Just like Shannon. I think Shannon was flat out abused by David. Oh, she was. We the know cops that. Were well, called. Vicky's not going to make that up. I Vicky's mean, come up. Right. Not going to make right. that I mean, there's up. There's a police record. Didn't he plead no contest? I mean, it was a whole thing. Yeah. It's so upsetting. It's so. Upsetting. If there are two people in a couple that are fighting and the police are called, like, yeah. that is not okay. Like, it should never get to that point. No. My take on it is that. Um, she never wanted her kids to find out, which is why she went so ballistic about it, because uh, she did. I mean, she was like, that never happened. I mean, she how was so adamant. How could your kids not find – how could they not know? They're not idiots. Like, Big Little Lies season one, it always comes out. They know. I know. God, David Bodor is such a horrible person. He's I just like awful. Really, really living that and feeling. his girlfriend – has such poor judgment and such an inflated (laughs) sense of, like, who she is. So the faux pas with them posting the nude photo 
is not her first social media faux pas. She videotaped herself at Walmart once where she was trying to leave. And one of the people who worked at Walmart asked to see her receipt. Like, the I don't know. I, I don't shop at, like, superstores because I live in <laughs> D.C. But apparently it's, like, commonplace to ask to see the receipt before you leave. Right. And she just went crazy, like... I live in a $13 million house. You think I would steal oh anything here? Like full on, you know, you know, let me call your manager, Karen on, oh on yeah, the yeah. lady. And so, wow. and then she posted it to like, quote unquote, defend herself. And it made herself look horrible. I mean, are we at all surprised that David Bedores end up with a crazy woman? Let's be honest. No, he chose someone who is even more unhinged than Shannon, just 20 years younger. Right. So gross. So those gross. pictures, I can never unsee those pictures. Well, another thing I can't unsee <laughs> is uh, Bronwyn's weaning party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that party. Can I just say, I was so into that hilarious party. That that screenshot of Emily like riding that guy next to Shane. I, I was I was dying. I was like, this is it the most hilarious thing so ever. So funny. I think Emily's a good time. Emily's a good time. She just has to get under that thumb of that fucking twerp or whatever. She won't um, leave him. No, no, she won't. Absolutely won't. But, but like, I mean, even just like get to a party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and have her fun with a stripper. Exactly. Yeah. She's a lot of fun. She's fun, Emily. And she's hot. She like, she needs to express herself in other ways and just, uh, I hate Shane so much. I ah. think she's like the most beautiful housewife right now. Like a, like across all the franchises. Yeah, no, her hair, and I always talk I about know. this. Like, I am so envious of her, like thick, beautiful, <laughs> lustrous. wavy, lustrous hair. It is so incredible, and her a body. Episodes ago, I was just gonna say a couple episodes ago in that bathing suit. Oh. I was like, wait, your your storyline is that you're fat. I would love to look like that in a bathing suit. She looked so hot. And you know, she's had so many kids, and like her, the <laughs> no, way her, she like, hasn't. Her, she didn't have any of them. Remember, her sister had them. No, 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 no. Yeah. What? She didn't. She did, You didn't know what? That was their storyline. Wait, no. Her I thought season. her sister was going to have one for them. Oh no, no but she that, had all three of them. Her sister yeah, did. She, she didn't. She didn't. She couldn't get pregnant for, with any of them. She couldn't uh, well, carry she them. She had those twins, and they. It was like five months into the pregnancy, and and they died. Oh God, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my God. Because it was not early on. It was like a full on. Oh my god! Like procedure. I can't. I can't. I yeah. Can't. Um, right. So yeah. So we can't give the we can't give the three kids thing for her. But who cares? It. Looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, she just looks incredible, and she's so smart. She it yes. is not easy. Well, to, we've learned. I mean, she chose Shane, well, so I don't, we can't give her like a hundred percent props for smartness. Maybe but. not on sort of that scale but I also like she was raised in a environment where her mom you know she said battled with very severe depression and didn't really give her the attention that I think she needed growing up and so I think she was searching for a mom and she found Shane whose mom she liked yeah, you're right you're right and she didn't want a partner as much as she wanted a mom did you see her admit on Watch What Happens Live this week that um, basically the parents fund their entire life? No. Yes. Did I miss I Sometimes I fall asleep like the last 10 minutes. Well, I DVR it, so there's no way I would be able to stay up. So <laughs> a caller asked if she, like, 
you could tell it was probably one of those that was not vetted. Like they like probably asked a different question because I could tell she was totally caught off guard and Andy wasn't happy about it, but I was loving it. So a caller asked, um, or maybe it was a tweet. So maybe Andy was on board, whatever it was. The question was like, are you either, is it true? Or are you okay with the fact that Shane's parents pay for your entire life? I think it was like, is it true? And she was basically like, it's no secret that, you know, they have investments and yeah. So it's like, it was basically her way of saying that like we live in a free house and they pay for our life. Like she didn't say, she didn't even try to say like, you know, but the money I earn pays for those groceries or whatever. Like it was basically like, yes, we are a bankroll. So what are you going to do about it? Interesting. Yeah. So oh I mean, my God. Look, there's a lot of golden handcuffs there too. What do his parents do that they made so much money? I don't know. Persians. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many rich Persians. Persian Mormons. No, he's the only Mormon, right? His parents are not. No, he converted. Yeah, he converted. Okay. Weirdo. <laughs> it's like, where did that come from? I always find it so interesting when there's a marriage of two people and one is quite into their religion and the other is not just not the same religion, but like very not into it. Right. It's you hard. Know, I think there's a lot of interfaith couples, but usually they're both like the same level of into being Christian or into being Jewish or whatever, but to have someone who's like really into being Mormon and someone who's really not into being Mormon, that's quite, that's like a lifestyle. Yeah. And the fact that that's like number 10 on the list of their problems is, does not bode well for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So Sorry funny. To say. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's go into did you see this week's New Jersey? Yeah, I'm loving Jersey this season Me so far. too. I used to... So, again, I'm kind of late to some of these franchises. I watched The O.C. and um, Beverly Hills because I was obsessed with California and wanted that yeah. sort of my aspirational living to, like, wake up and it be sunny somewhere. <laughs> so yeah. I was later to some <laughs> of the East Coast. <laughs> yes, Housewives. understood. It's not aspirational as much. It's not. As, and every yeah. time they do, a sh- like, a pan out of the city in New Jersey that they're filming in, <laughs> and there are no leaves on the trees, and it is, yep. like, brown Oh, yeah, there's and snow. Gray. When they, I, get so, I get so much PTSD from that, because and New York, too, because it's always freezing. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is what I get out of. And why don't they film when it's nice out? I feel like with Jersey, they do it to screw them. Yeah. <laughs> in New York, they do it because they want the holiday time. Because that's yes. always like a thing. Yes. But in yes. Jersey, there is no reason for it to be cold when they film. No, they're just like, girls, you're going to get the shit season. Deal with it. And they're like, all right, fine. <laughs> they are so funny. I did not watch until last season. Last season was, well, okay. The season before with like soggy flicker, I watched, <laughs> I like tapped in and out. And then last season, I was all in. And so you just started watching two seasons ago. Yeah. That's my last one. You never saw the first season. No. Oh my God, Mandy, you have to, please, if you do anything else with your life, like forget work, I know. forget all the stuff that you do. You must, must, must watch. I I have Hulu. So like, there's no, Yeah, you don't need to watch, by the way, you don't need to watch two, three, four, five, just watch one. I've I mean, prostitution horror. Are you kidding me? I know. Me? And I went back and I watched. So I, I, Atlanta's one that I've watched like the right. last three or four. And then I went back and watched the first four seasons. So I think I've only missed seasons maybe five um, <laughs> or six. But uh, I need to do the same with Jersey. So full disclosure, I am new into Jersey, mainly because I thought That's they were the always thing. yelling at each other. No, and I it, don't. I was out of Jersey for several seasons. I could, It was too dark for me. 
And I didn't, I really didn't enjoy it. And then three seasons ago, my aunt was Dolores's therapist for a few episodes. What? So I, I know when is Dolores's first season. And like her storyline was that she was in therapy trying to deal with like Frank and everything. And so my aunt was in, I was like, all right, I have to watch for Pam. And then I got hooked again. So I've been, I was in, then I was out. Now I'm back in. I love Dolores. Dolores is the best. She's my favorite from New Jersey. I mean, I have, I always say I have one from every season that's tolerable. And she's, you know, it's Emily from OC. Um, it's uh, Dolores from New Jersey. I, I don't know who it is on New York or New Jersey off the top of my head. But <laughs> it's obviously Stephanie Holman in Dallas. Yeah. So, oh, so, so there's sweet. always like one that you can tolerate. So, yes, I agree with you. I love Dolores. her and I love Marge. I love Marge too because she's such a badass. She doesn't give a shit. I love, I love her. I think she's a lot of fun, and, and it's she's nice vulnerable to see. this week. That like made me cry with the mom thing. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So Marge Senior, her mom is uh, <laughs> kind of—is she like eighty? Uh, well, I mean, she's in her upper seventies. Yeah, yeah, if not eighty, and she moved back into New York City. And took a job there and is like living the life, going out partying, hanging out with young guys, and kind of <laughs> leaving Marge in the dust. And, you know, it is laughable, but then it, I was wondering, I'm like, oh, I bet she did this as a kid. And, you know, Marge talked about how when she was little, her mom would drop her off with her grandparents and she would be like holding her mom's ankle saying, please don't go. Yeah, that part broke my heart. But I will say... You know, the childhood thing broke my heart, but like as an adult, like Marge is a 53 year old adult, like your mom's entitled to, don't you want your mom to be happy? Like I thought until I knew about her childhood and why it was triggering for her, I thought that was ridiculous. I I assumed it had something to do with her childhood because she's not someone to normally get upset by things. Right, right. So it was definitely a trigger for her, which is sad. It was really sad. Um, but I couldn't believe that apartment that they were looking at in New Jersey. It seemed semi-affordable. For, right. <laughs> and there was a pool. I was like, yeah. whoa, every apartment. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's because I've never looked at Jersey, but every New York apartment I've been in was like built before World War II. And the yeah. bathroom just looks, ugh. No, Mandy, New Jersey and New York, very different places. I, <laughs> very different I've places. not spent like you, you need to get time. out more. I don't yeah, know if you're I've not... actually ever stayed overnight in New Jersey. Ever. I have spent so much of my life. My entire family's from New Jersey. My parents grew up there. All my cousins, all my aunts and uncles, my very close friends. I mean, my whole family went to Rutgers. Like I spent, spent probably more time in New Jersey than New York. So I can tell oh, you now wow. it is no New York. It's so different. And so my brother and sister-in-law lived in Manhattan. And then they recently last year moved to Brooklyn, but like Cobble Hill right across, right. you know. So that's sort of the New York I know. Yeah. Um, well, it's not interesting. I've News never flash. gone farther than Brighton Beach. <laughs> As you shouldn't. Yeah. So then there is, okay, Joe. Um, <laughs> Joe Giudici. I want to use his proper name, not the name that uh, the Judah, right? The fake name. The Judas is not it. I'm sorry. I know that's like when people call me Slutsker, and I'm like, that's fine, but it's Slutsker because that's how it's pronounced in Russia. I will pronounce it like that, Slutsker. Slutsker, like (laughs) (laughs) Um, very old school. I like it. And Joe, so he is in ICE custody, um, which is really unfortunate, but. I can't help but feel 
Like, are all of these women who are on the show and watching it and seeing what he's going through thinking twice about their vote for Donald Trump? No. <laughs> Do they have any ability to draw a correlation between no. the fact that there is? No, 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 Because no, no. he said, I will at one tell point, you, Teresa's going to vote for Donald Trump. No, not she, mean... she's a convicted felon. She can't vote. Oh, shit. You're right. Sorry. No, that was actually brought up on the special with her and Joe where Andy mentioned something. And then oh, she yeah, she's said like, wait, can I voting. vote? Wait, am I allowed to vote? Let's find that out. OK. I was like, have you not registered in the last three years since you've been out of no. prison? You horrible freaking citizen. Hello. Has she ever registered before? I'm sure she's never voted in her life. Oh, my God. She drives me crazy. <laughs> so he's saying I'm acknowledging that I'm going to get deported because I'm in this prison with all these other people and they're all getting deported. Right. And she's like, don't say that. I hate when people do that. I hate when people won't acknowledge the reality and it's not even effect like it's affecting them, but it's his life. But I also just felt like it was like her attempt to show the camera that she cares because she doesn't give a shit. She's like, no, don't go. That would be bad. That would be bad. (laughs) I wouldn't ever have to see you again. (laughs) Oh, my God. So he's in ICE custody, and it sounds like they treat them horribly, which I know. I did. I I had to say I felt for him. I did. Like, I I know he's a horrible person, but I really, you could not feel his frustration and anger and that kind of, you know, I felt a little for him. It, and I hope everyone watching realizes that, like, this is a product that like, there was always ice and it was always right. bad, but there were chances people could stay in the country. You know, now yep. it's just yep. it's it's brutal. But OK, then there's Jennifer. Uh, who? What do you think of Jennifer? I want her. I want her husband to do my to do my lipo. That's what I think. (laughs) I think they're both horrendous people, but I really his work speaks for him. Like he he she is a walking advertisement for his uh, for his practice. And he did good. She looks good. So uh, Jennifer, again, horrible person, great housewife. So I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I also there was like a quick moment where he's like, I might have to go to work early. And she looked at him and he's like, the ER like called and there's someone that had like face trauma, you know, yeah. and I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's someone that's responding as a plastic surgeon to like an emergency, like a trauma case. Right. Or it was his mistress. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my God! Do you really think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. Oh my God, connection. Mandy, Mandy, I know. Mandy. I'm really, really naive. Like I'm a hundred percent on that one. Really? Oh my God! He's never home. No, 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 no. He is the creepiest cheating type. Like, uh, oh my God. I could spot really? that. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, I don't yes. know why I didn't even think of that with him. Oh, he yeah. doesn't strike me as overtly sexual either. No, I think it might be just like hookers, but there's something going on there. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> kind Sorry. of like, well, we, we shouldn't get into it now, but um, Travis Holman's father. Wait, what? What do you mean? He's, he's with hookers? I don't know. I mean, he's going to <laughs> Thailand, quote unquote, right. for work for weeks at a time, not taking <laughs> his medication. <laughs> But, oh, I didn't connect those things, but okay. I mean, yeah. Thailand is known for, like, sex <laughs> right, tourism. Okay, okay. all right. With I didn't children. connect those. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm one, I mean, I'm one, uh, well, we can get into that in a little bit, but 
I'm wondering why are they like acknowledge like this part of the story? I know that's their life, but something very sounds very wrong <laughs> with him being there. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I thought he was there for work. <laughs> yeah, but like, who stays for that? Like, what do you need to do in Thailand for that right. long? Right. And no, he's up to no good why for sure. Can't anyone find you? <laughs> like it's not like they don't have fucking that internet, was weird that you know? was weird yeah like, like bangkok is super high-tech and connected oh my god that's hilarious i started wondering about because you know people go to uh not columbia um they go to cambodia for unfortunately finding like young girls it's a yes, horrible problem and yeah, it's a problem it's in disgusting. thailand too and i'm just like what's his business like human trafficking like <laughs> It's so bad. That's so, it's so dark. I should not say that. Have, I have no evidence. <laughs> you really like? I thought I was bad, Mandy. You are like oh, you're I'm, bottom of the barrel, girl. I am. I'm so terrible. Travis Holman's lockered father of true human trafficking <laughs> is a bridge too far. Oh my god, that's <laughs> it's so bad. Interesting theory, nonetheless. I have so many weird theories. I also, and I, I've, my listeners have heard this so many times, but I have so many theories about um, Bethany's ex, Dennis, and Michael Cohen. Oh, keep going. Sorry, we got to diverge on this. Okay, I, I so need to hear this. I know they were friends. best friends. Not yeah, just, best friends. Not just like friends, but like best, best friends. friends from okay. childhood. So to the point where, and I don't know oh, if you heard holy of Holy shit. So Dennis lived in... Um, Tower. Trump Tower and Trump Tower does not have um, showers like they don't have sorry not showers they don't have um, sprinklers for when there's a fire because often and I by have, the way I, I would believe it that they didn't have showers because of course it's Trump <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very Trumpian yeah fuck them they don't need to shower <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so they don't have sprinklers because they actually cause more damage in a fire. And I can attest to that because my apartment burned down and it was all water damage. Um, oh, and so when there was a fire in Trump Tower, Michael Cohen called Dennis and was like, get out. There aren't sprinklers. Right. I remember right? that. I remember that. Okay. So they're like really close. And yeah. when Dennis died, it was, I think, three days before Michael Cohen flipped. Oh, keep going. Like, I believe that that death caused him to it was like a come to jesus moment for him even though they're both jewish but you know what i mean oh, where he was like oh my god wow. he's never going to be with his children again because he died and i have the chance to just go to prison for a few years and then i can be with my kids but if i keep going down this path i could end up in prison for a very long time and that would affect them really negatively and like, that makes what total is, sense. That's right? a great like, theory. What is worth, you know, anything yeah, more yeah. than my children? Like, maybe he doesn't love his wife, but he probably loves his kids. Yes, for sure. Holy so, shit. Amazing. Mandy, good I'm, investigative <laughs> work. I love it. I'm here for it. I also, and I agree with it. I, went I totally agree with it. down a wormhole. I remember, like, texting Aaron Martin like, yeah. really late one night being like, do you know Dennis wrote, like, plays? <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's on his LinkedIn. Go on his LinkedIn right now. She's like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know who else he's really – I don't know if this will mean anything to you, but he was also really good friends with Brian Kopelman. Do you know who that is? Um, I 
I don't He's know the creator of Billions. But... Yes. And his okay. sister is Jenny Hutt, who has a show on Sirius. Mm-hmm. He and Dennis were also longtime friends, like really good friends. They love Dennis. It sounds like Dennis is a really stand up person. And oh, my God. Everybody loved Dennis. Everyone loved him. I, it's such a tragedy that he died. Oh, my God. It's such a fucking tragedy. And it, it was so. Me. And it was so preventable, but yeah. I know I was like, everyone so needs to have Narcan on them. It's, a, it's my own public health. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I go into like weird, deep theories that don't. But that one, I was like, it was literally three days. And then he flipped. And I was like, everyone's like, oh, my God, Michael Cohen flipped. I was like, well, do you know that Dennis Shields just died? <laughs> don't you see the connection, people? Everyone's staring at me like, oh what God, are you talking about? It's amazing. Um, Okay, so Melissa's party. Jennifer, yeah. love her daughter that they're showing. Yeah, um, I'm telling you, they all these women, their daughters like surpass them by a million times, uh, and you're like, how are they turning out so girl. great? Yes. Such a kind girl and so smart. Yes. Tells her mom that she was being mean to Jackie and she should apologize, and then corrected her apology. I know that was. By the way, when she finally gave her apology, my husband was actually watching with me, and he was like, "Come on, come on." You could do it. It took her like five minutes to get to the I'm sorry. It was so funny. It was so funny. What did you think of the decorations at Melissa's party? I mean, it was perfect for them. But by the way, I did love that little jumpsuit on her. She's got an amazing body and I love the jumpsuit, but the decorations were totally ridiculous. They were. I will, I will say about Jackie, I don't see a reason for Jackie. I, I find her to be, I don't like her. I don't not like her. I feel nothing for her. And I don't think she adds to the show at all. So I'll just say that. I thought last year that she was kind of bringing the show up to be a little more highbrow given she's got a lot. Well, she took on and, Teresa. I mean, that's yeah. what was good about last season. But now I'm just like, I don't care. Like Teresa hating her. I'm sure that'll pay off, you know, at some point because Teresa will just go crazy. But right now I'm just like, I, I don't care about you. And like you annoy me kind of. Yeah, I think she comes off more annoying than she probably is, which <laughs> makes me feel bad. I'm like, oh, people are seeing this like annoying side of you, but I bet you're really smart and cool. Like, By the I way, she is. Uh, no, 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 Manny, let me clarify. That means I could go out and have lunch with her. Like Got the fact that I don't it. find her to be a great housewife means that I like, like I like her to like as a person, but as a yes. housewife, I don't have feelings about her because I just find her kind of blah. She's just blah. Like Barb the builder from New York, (laughs) like how she's like, I would love to go for drinks with her. We could split a bottle of wine, but like get off my TV. Yeah. But I got to admit, I was not a Barb fan. Like I, she annoyed this, her voice annoyed the shit out of me for whatever reason. I know a lot of people are not happy that I have this opinion, but, uh, I think she's a very nice person, by the way. It has nothing to do with her personality. It's literally just the voice and the accent combined. Maybe someone in my childhood talked like that who I didn't like, but it was nails on a chalkboard. I mean, that's how I feel about Teresa's voice. It <laughs> haunts my dreams. Like, <laughs> it is so... <laughs> and it's like she doesn't fully pronounce words uh, either. Uh, ingredients. Is... She's oh. the best. She's like the worst and the best. Like, she's just... As Aaron Martin says, like, she'll never evolve, and that's what makes her so great. Like, the lack of... Like, she just will never grow. Like, namaste, all that. No, it's not true. She's just the same person she's always been. And that's kind of the beauty of it, right? Right. That's also sort of like Luann. Like, she doesn't ever, she goes through all these things and doesn't (laughs) reflect. Oh, my God. Totally. So another, just a quick other (laughs) divergence before we get into uh, Dallas. 
Le- uh, Luann was on the Wendy Williams show and was asked oh about BravoCon. That's the best. So sorry. Go ahead. Vintage no, she Luann. said that um, the only two people who did shows at Bravo, she was the only one who did a show at BravoCon. And she's like, of course, Andy, who did Watch What Happens Live, as if the rest of them weren't on Watch What Happens Live, as it, and as if her cabaret was on par with Watch What Happens Live. He had like 80 people on stage. It's hilarious. She's the best. Luann is the gift that keeps on giving. I love her <laughs> on my TV. I know she gets annoying, and I'm worried that without Bethany, she's going to go unchecked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. You know, her delusions. Did you ever listen to my podcast with her? Um, no, but I know that you – I listened to when you guys all went to dinner yes. with her. I listened to Aaron's recap of that But I need to go back and listen to what she said on your podcast. It's a classic. It's a classic. She's so funny, too. Actually, um, I'm friends with her niece. Oh, with Nicole? No. She's got – so she's got six siblings. She's got five (laughs) other siblings. So there's a lot – a lot I, of kids I, out I, there. I, I'm like the only niece that exists, Nicole. No, no. But um, actually, two of her brothers lived next door to each other in Connecticut and raised their kids like living next door to each other. I love that. I'm always yeah. jealous. Of that. And they're truly French Canadian. Wow, with the accent and everything. Um, well, I don't know if they all have it, but like they grew up speaking French. Yes, I know that. Yeah. So, um, that, yeah, very interesting, like that whole thing. But I, I really appreciate her. I saw her when she came to DC, went to her cabaret, cheered. Uh, the best part is just the crowd, you know, and that's why I'm so jealous I wasn't at BravoCon because I would love I to know. meet all the other crazy fans who appreciate and will listen to my weird uh, Dennis Shields. <laughs> Michael yes, <Cohen. laughs> amazing. I'm so happy for that. I think that's that why I truly think that's You're why doing he God's work. To Mueller, like the, yeah, the course of I mean, history was like, changed. Literally, honestly, it's all connected. It all leads back to Dennis. If there's any connection, and I, I so appreciate any connection to politics, because that's the world that I operate in. Yeah. yeah. And someone on this Facebook group I belong to went through FEC filings to see who donated to which candidates. Which and housewife, it, you mean? Yes. Yeah. It's fascinating. Did anyone donate anything? Oh, yeah. Didn't didn't Bethany donate to Hillary, even though everybody thought she voted for Trump? Um, that I don't know if that came out, but um, Luann donated to Democratic candidates, even though she wouldn't acknowledge who she voted for. My girl, yeah. my girl. I could have told you guys happen. that, though. But um, on the OC, Bronwyn and her husband donated to Kamala Harris. Really? I just got a little chill. I like yeah. it. So she said on one podcast I listened to, maybe with Kate Casey, that not all of her children are straight. And that's yes, why I've they that chose too. that specific school. That and artsy... I'm not sure that all her children are white either. I feel like there's one boy. <laughs> I mean, I I don't You may want to edit this out, but there's one boy that I think may have been conceived during the breakup. That's all I'm saying. So you heard <laughs> well, it here first. Take a closer look. And Take a closer them... look at the boy with a lot of hair. Interesting. That's on. But. I thought it was a Jufro, but I actually don't think her husband is Jewish. Exactly. Why did none of the other kids look like that? Interesting. You know who is Jewish is Dr. Deb's husband. Ugh, don't ever, please don't ever say the words Dr. Deb. I can't. So can we go into that? Just, just, we're doing a lot uh, of, you're you know, trying to kill me. Here. You are trying to kill me. When, I really hate talking about when her. When you had Alex Baskin on, you did ask, did she say the <laughs> N word? 
in that um, episode where she got into an argument with the people at the OC Fashion Week show. And he said, unequivocally, he said no. Yeah, he he said it very quickly. I don't believe him. But I don't... (laughs) Let me ask you this. Is there a chance he doesn't know for sure? Yes. But then I I don't believe that it didn't happen. Maybe he's not as aware, but... Just I agree. as it's a, plausible. I it's, mean, I hate to say she's so horrible that I could see her saying that. I hate to say it. I couldn't see her saying that. But once the the man, the, the black man who was there the who said that she you know, it's like, why would a black person lie about that? To me, it's yeah, like that, I, that's a really good point. That's a pretty dark thing to lie about. Right. Exactly. It's, you know, I, I just like how I think most women who've been assaulted do not lie about it. Oh, thank you. Exactly. I would also want to say that someone who's been called the N word would not lie because that is such a strong allegation that to me, yeah. if you're lying about that, that is really dark. So I, I'm sorry. I do think she's so horrible. I think she's capable of murder. <laughs> <laughs> but she would say it was something to do with like she would mention the 10 principles of Burning Man while doing it. It would be like uh, very. Um, all right. I have to stop. I have, wait, it would be I very can't. Charles Manson, like family like. <laughs> totally. Like I literally cannot speak about her because she okay. triggers me so hard. I just despise her. I know. It's uh... OK. So let's go into Dallas. Quick quick Dallas recap. Quick Dallas recap. So they all end up in Thailand, but have no idea how they got there because they had too much Xanax. (laughs) That was my favorite part of the episode. (laughs) I love it. That was so funny. Um, Deandra brought the the Infinity dress and wore it as a joke. Um, Carrie thinks it was okay for her to make fun of Leanne's dress because Leanne made fun of Carrie's jewelry as looking like anal beads. (laughs) And people say this show should be canceled. I mean, come on. (laughs) And by the way, I have forgotten the anal beads comment, so I appreciated the flashback. I was like, ooh, that was kind of harsh. That was harsh. But by the way, not wrong, right? No, they do look like, yes, yeah, Carrie's... Carrie's jewelry she calls is awful. them like she sees them. Awful, awful, awful. Awful. And it looks Carrie's heavy. Awful. Like, there's not, nothing I hate more than heavy jewelry. Same, like heavy earrings that weigh my earlobes. It shouldn't weigh you down. No. It should make you sparkle. I'm um, not a Carrie fan. I'm just going to say it. I'm yeah. not a Carrie fan. I think she's a mean girl. I think she's boring. I think she's desperate. Like, there's nothing about her that I enjoy. I did kind of like her at the beginning. I was really in, like, giving, into giving her a chance and... And then I thought, like, she's come on the show to get a divorce. She's here to, like, have a reason. So she's going to just be super mean. I just, nothing about her is appealing to me. Right. I, as soon as I saw her kids, I decided I didn't like her. Ooh. Ouch. I, I know. I just, I'm being really <laughs> harsh. Wow, you I, are really. I, you know what's great about this? You're making me look a little bit nicer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not normally that harsh. I I, I don't like watching them when they don't get along with their kids or it's clear that their kids are not fans of the show happening or their mom being on it because (laughs) I like it to be a decision, especially when the kids are under 18, but in this case they're not, that like everyone's kind of like supporting, you know, like even when you see the countess, you see her kids like really wanting her to do well, cheering her on. I love that. It, It means that they care about their mom and that they care that they think that like her mom being on the show is like, okay. 
Um, uh, I am I gonna beg to differ with you on that. Well, maybe not. Uh, okay, the countess no, is a terrible example. No, no, no. Sorry, not even that example in particular because I think that's nice. But mm-hmm. it's more just like kids are selfish and kids okay. are like, you know, the cameras are taking you away from me and like, I don't look at it like I don't judge the kids' opinions on the cameras. I really don't. I feel feel like mm-hmm. kids are Especially all about season, themselves, right? Yeah, exactly. They and they're just okay. like. You know, my mom probably told me it was going to be here and there. And it's like they're here all the time. They're taking up all this space. They're parked in my parking spot. Like, I just feel like it's annoying. Oh, this is this is helpful. I think you're turning me around. I mean, yeah, I don't think you can judge it. I really don't. Okay, okay. When her when her kids seemed annoyed with her, it made me feel like either she is. Uh, telling them like all the time the same thing over and over she's annoying she is annoying she's always like i need to have financial independence Uh, it was like so why what's my storyline financial independence okay i'll keep repeating that and yeah okay i i back down then she just annoys (laughs) me and i can't quite figure out why (laughs) just don't blame the kids um i won't i won't it was more it wasn't the kids it was more like their reaction to the mom made me feel like something was off with her relationship with her kids by the way, I feel like something's off with her relationship with everybody. Yes. And with her husband, like something yes. is off, period. And I think, by the way, back to the kids, wasn't something, didn't something come out like on the second episode where it was alluded to that she doesn't have full custody or I'm making that up? That, well, like, I her think when she got divorced, divorced, her kids spent most of their time with the dad. Yeah, that's always a little weird to me. I mean, yes. I will judge that. I will, you know, like it, just the whole thing. There's something, there's something off about her in general. Particularly, she doesn't seem nurturing in any way, shape or form, except for towards Stephanie. Yeah, I guess. She just seems like a bitch. I don't know. Yeah. The whole, the way that she dealt with that Luandra, uh, Luan, <laughs> Luan dress, it was a bridge too far. Like, okay, so I get it. You st- it wasn't right to do it in the first place, but you can have a moment where it's funny and then you move on. But when I saw Leanne's face change, like when she realized the joke was on her, it broke my heart and it made me feel horrible because Deandra didn't even want to keep going on it. And Carrie would not, she was like a dog stop. with a phone. She would not stop and it was ugly. It was ugly. She also called Leanne stupid for never traveling outside the United States. <laughs> I and know. I felt like that was such a line of privilege that not oh, totally. only, you know, like most Americans don't own a passport. It is expensive to leave the country. Right. I will judge wealthy people for never leaving the country yeah. because they have yeah, the opportunity. Totally. But totally. I don't think Leanne has ever had wealth. So, no, 100%. Listen, don't call Leanne stupid. Call her racist. Yes. And speaking <laughs> of that, I found five racist comments that she oh, made. Oh, yeah. Let me it was know. a slow burn. It just kept going and going until it reached its peak. And this is a short show. I mean, this is only like 47 <laughs> minutes. And she said five things that I took to be xenophobic. xenophobic. Not necessarily racist, but no, um, totally. she said, I'll wait for a restaurant with English-speaking people. Oh, that was disgusting. That made me sick. I was like, you're not in an English speaking country. Yeah. So, and I don't judge people for not eating street food because no, I, I don't either. I've got that comment. Was yeah. Gross. Yeah. I've gotten every organ trail disease possible while traveling. Oh, totally. No, I to think of all the street food I've eaten. It's amazing. I'm alive. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I've had a couple <laughs> questionable moments. Yeah. Um, so then she said, when Carrie didn't take her hat off, she said, I'm sorry. I didn't say it in Spanish. Take the fucking head off. <laughs> then she said, she's using my English words against me. Find your own Mexican words. That was then 
Maybe <laughs> I should have made the joke in Hispanic and not English. Oh. And by the way, that's not even correct English. Well, None of it is. Speaking in I, Mexican, joking, joking in Hispanic. And then at the end, she was like, come on, Mexican. I thought you were all Mexican and strong. Oh, God. And the way she said that. I mean, you're saying it in a measured way. It was like not she's just the words, but anger. that like, crazy anger. There was, she's She's really... She's not only jumped the shark, she's shown her true colors. And she. this is why Dallas is not going to be around because it's just, it's just too much. It's too much. Like, the craziest thing is that she's, I don't want to always bring it back to politics. She's the <laughs> only one on the entire show who has not supported Trump. Oh God. I don't know about Carrie. I don't know about Carrie, but all of the others uh, have. Wait, had... did, Carrie, did, did Carrie do bro? Is that? Wait, I, I don't know about Carrie Duber either. I, I don't see her like that, but I know Stephanie and her husband have donated to Trump. Oh, I know no. Brandy had Trump at a birthday party that she had back when he in 2016. Um, I know that uh, I believe Court has donated to the like Republican Party of Texas. Oh, nothing so. surprises me less. But wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just say that Trump came to Brandy's birthday party? Let's look this up. I am nearly positive. Oh, and then Deandra was listed on a Women for Trump yes. site. I but I also believe that they could have just added her name without asking her. Didn't she also support Ted Cruz? One of them also supported Ted Cruz, or like I a would, few of them it did. It would make more sense for DeAndre to support Ted Cruz because she worked <laughs> in politics and he was, God save us, but he was the more mainstream candidate back towards the end of the Republican primary. Right. So that gross. would make sense more to me. But um, yeah, I think he ended up at Brandy's birthday. Let me quickly look this up. <laughs> Okay, yeah, July 9th, 2016, I'm at dinner with Donald Trump and it's my birthday. Embedded tweet. That's insane. Yep. I have no words. And I don't know, I mean, he could have just been there, <laughs> like, like in Texas. He's like, are there uh, hot women here? Okay. Like, it, but okay. it was on Periscope, which is that, I don't know if that's still a thing. It's not still a thing, but that's insane. I have no words. I can't. This is like too much with Trump. But I just can't. I love them. I really do. Yeah. And yes, I, they're you know, fun. I, understand... I, I said they're, they're, they're kind of, I mean, no, this is kind of harsh, but it's like their stupidity is endearing. Yeah. And I just really like them as people like Steph Holman has done so many wonderful things with her life I and being a her. social worker and her husband, like they do a lot for their employees of the company. They like let them go to college for free. If it's a state school, like they pay for it. And I feel like her, and I don't want to like be an apologist for her, but I feel like their mentality is more like the government's job isn't to help people like we like wealthy people's job and the church and all of that, which is yeah. why like they just don't believe they just have different views of the role of the government. That's not excusing, you know, the right. horrible. But then we hear next next week or the week after that court tells Cameron, you know, that we can't support racism. So, really? Yeah. Ooh, wait, did you see that in um It's previews? in the trailer. Well, you he know was... what? My stupid DVR cut that off, so I didn't see that. So I don't but know. But that if it makes was in me really happy. Week, but that is in the like mid season trailer. He's the one looking at, at Cameron saying, We draw the line of racism. 
Wow. <laughs> Glad they draw the line somewhere. That's great. Yeah. So um, go court. It'll be really interesting to see if, especially if they go down like a sinking ship, as as you predict. Um, thank you so much for being on this week. Um, where this was can so everyone? Much fun. This is. We need to do this again. We. I, I think, know. I think I'm like. I need good. some water. My my throat's like. <laughs> It's like a marathon session. I love it. I know. We're really going deep here. Um, and I love your insights. And thank you for – you, you make sense with the kids. I, I don't have kids, so I don't fully understand how they can be total brats. Um, <laughs> oh, sweetie. Don't arrest me. That is the tip of the iceberg. But um, where can everyone find you and your podcast if they're not already listening, which they probably are? Yeah. So I hope you guys will listen. Reality of Reality is the name of the podcast. It's everywhere that you can find uh, podcasts. And I'm on uh, Instagram at Reality Eliza, A-L-I-Z-A, all one word. And I'm on Twitter at Reality of Real. And you can find me on Facebook, too, under my name and then also the Reality of Reality uh, page. So I'm all over the place. Please subscribe and um, keep doing what you're doing, Mandy. I love your podcast. It's really fun. Keep Thank doing you. your investigative journalism, too. It's very I am. Fun. I'm going to keep – I'm actually going to start bugging you when I come up with new theories. Feel free to text me at all times. Like, I – you know, you probably know I'm a true crime. I used to be, you know, a journalist. So, like, I, you're combining all of my interests into one. Yeah, I for me it's usually like the foray into politics and housewives, and, and I'm obsessed of, with politics. Yeah, so I literally we've got it all in one in one thing here. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being on, and we will have to do this again. Yay! I for sure, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. I am back with a very quick. Real Housewives of Atlanta recap. So just as I was recording, Candy Burris sent out that she had a baby, her and Todd, with the surrogate. Uh, The baby was born on Friday, November 22nd at 6.54 p.m., 8 pounds, 1 ounce, and her name is Blaze Tucker. So Blaze blazes of glory really excited about candy and todd and really happy for them so moving into this week's episode we see that nini has finally made her debut this season and i'll just throw it out there i do not think that we need nini leaks i think that marlo probably deserves her peach And I'm going to stick to that probably throughout the entire season. I really don't appreciate how she's not getting along with anyone. She has no friends. She is just so narcissistic and mean. And it really comes out um, while she is filming a public service announcement for the American Cancer Society. And as always, and she's aware that she comes across this way, makes Greg, her husband's cancer, all about her. And she says that now that he is cancer-free, they can work on healing their marriage. But it's almost as if him getting cancer is what she thought the problem was, which obviously he can't control. And we know that he didn't listen to her and he didn't get screening for colon cancer, which is what he ended up having. So I'm sure she's frustrated with that, but it has to go deeper. And she admits she was not an amazing caregiver. And I would say that is definitely certain. Also wondering who at the American Cancer Society is screening her to be a a spokesperson because that's pretty interesting. 
Then we see Kenya struggling with Mark Daly. He's definitely more interested in their daughter than in Kenya. But if he's so dedicated, why is he in New York while his wife and his baby are in Atlanta? He also was very demanding about Kenya making him breakfast. It was so odd to me as if he just assumed that while he was staying there, like, oh, I'm staying with you, not that we're all staying together and you have to cook for me. Very bizarre. And then he proceeded to make fun of her when she did cook. So that definitely pissed me off. We see Portia go over to Tanya's house and Tanya has the most gorgeous kitchen imaginable it was light and beautiful and there were fresh flowers and they had what looked like a delicious lunch and then they talk about Dennis and it turns out that Tanya and her fiance were close to Portia and Dennis and they used to double date it sounds like when Portia confronted Dennis about his cheating while she was pregnant no less Dennis blamed Portia for not paying enough attention to him and saying that's what led him to cheat, which is complete and utter bullshit, and we all know that. And Portia's even going back through the pictures that she had posted of them and the things they had done together, and she's thinking, I was spending all my time with you and all my energy on you. How could you say that I wasn't paying enough attention? Then Tanya encouraged her to just continue with therapy and, you know, figure out what to do with Dennis later. Just focus on herself. Then we see Cynthia and Ava getting ready for Pride. They're going to New York. Cynthia is bringing her daughter, who she says is fluid, so sexually fluid. She's um, bisexual. And uh, Nini is also going to be at Pride, and this is going to be the first time that Cynthia and Nini have seen each other since last season. In between, Nini texted Cynthia, but it was a mean text, and Cynthia had just absolutely had it with her and blocked her number. Um, Nini obviously didn't like this. Uh, then we see Todd telling Candy to look up surrogate etiquette because he thinks it's Candy's job to know all of that because it's the first time we've had a surrogate. Why is it not Todd's job? Obviously, Candy doesn't take crap from anyone, which I love, and she gave him a hard time about take him taking his daughter, who's 23, to a strip club. Um, so they have a little bit of a... Not a fight, just like a difference of opinion on um, basically raising children. Uh, so then we actually get to Pride. It is so fun to see all of the housewives there. My favorite was seeing Captain Sandy with the drag version of Captain Sandy. They were hanging out together because they were drag versions of most of the housewives. So we saw housewives from all over and uh, Beverly Hills, New York, um, a lot of fun. Uh, Andy even <laughs> leans over and tells Nini, hey, you're not going to like this, but Tardy to, for the party is on the playlist for the float, so it's kind of going to be playing on repeat. <laughs> and then Nini has to see 
Cynthia for the first time, and that's where the filming ends and we get ready for next week. Nini is also seeing a spiritual advisor, so we will see if she's able to remain calm and, as she calls it, namaste and zen uh, as she sees Cynthia for the first time. Marlo is trying to get Nini to forgive and forget, but I do not think that Nini is taking Marlo's advice. So that's all for this week. I'm going to be off for Thanksgiving, but then back the week after with another fabulous guest and get into all of the craziness that has been going on in the Bravo universe. Until then, have a great week.